Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Yeah, so we are recording this episode much earlier than we normally do. Normally we record this episode on a Sunday morning or sometimes if we're organised a Saturday. But today is Thursday, but apparently Scarlett couldn't wait to record the episode. No, that isn't why we're recording it today. We're recording it today because... We haven't gone for a run this evening, and if we're not going for a run, we might as well do the episode, because we're going to have to go for a run on the weekend to make up for today not being there, and then it just means that we basically have just switched our hour slots. Yes. Well, today's really hot, so, I mean, those of you that listen to this and you're in a hotter place... um, I understand that you are in a hotter country than we are, but as we are English, uh, apparently, as a uh, what's the word? Look, as a nation, we yeah. uh, we don't do well in the heat. Uh, and today was like the hottest day of the year, or something. It's been like thirty or thirty-two, depending on where you are. And uh, so we decided not to go out in this because it's like walking about with someone constantly blowing a hair dryer in your face. Yeah, it has not been pleasant. And uh, Scarlett gets proper grumpy when she's hot, so we're probably not going to go out. I don't like, I don't, I wouldn't say grumpy, I would but say. But you were walking back from work today and your exact words to me were, I get really aggy in this hot. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, not grumpy. But yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the heat, I don't really like the sun because it's really bright. I don't like the heat, don't like how it makes people swarm. It gets a little busier and stuff. Just not a fan of summer. Bring on the winter. Yeah, we ran, not last night, the night before, along the beach uh, where we live. And yeah, there was people everywhere. And I know that there's people on our group that have talked about how hideous Christmas is. But like, because we live in a seaside town and it's like the south coast of England... Um, there are just people everywhere and yeah, we went for a run down that bit and there was just people and it's like the summer holidays for kids at the moment. So it wasn't even like, like midday. Okay. But this was at like half six in the evening, seven o'clock. You think like that people would have gone home. They haven't gone home. They are alive and kicking down at the beach yeah yeah so uh i figured tonight would have been the same issue so um yeah it doesn't really uh <laughs> and that is it for the weather report <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry if i'm a bit uh all over the place i might be during this podcast i'm a bit like out of it at the moment so uh but scarlet apparently you've got an agenda for today's episode so i'm just gonna let you uh Go ahead with it, and um, I'll just, I'll get involved. Yeah, you've got to get involved. Obviously. Right, okay. Um, anything new with you? Um, well, I was going to mention, like, stuff that's happening with me and, you know, life in general, but because I know what your topic's going to be, I kind of feel like it might just come up in that, so... Uh, okay. I feel like you should just... Just get in there. Get in there. Get in there with the topic. Okay. So the topic this week is, pro- like, okay, it's not really, I know I was like, oh, let's be positive. It's actually, like, the worst things about having Asperger's. So it's, like, the super negative. But it's because, um, like Nikki said, 
uh, it probably links with me also with things that have been going on this week and maybe in general and maybe because I'm a bit aggy because it's hot. Yeah, I mean, I bumped into you when you were walking back from your job today and you were just like, let's do the podcast tonight. I know what we're doing it on. So it did seem like stuff has happened that's made you sure because you're never sure on anything. I can't get a decision out of you to save your life. Like if we have to decide on something, I try and get it out of you and it's just, it's impossible. So most of the time I have to make decisions, but you're all like, this isn't happening. This is what we're doing it on. This is what I want the episode to be on. So uh, you've obviously got your reasons for yeah for going down this road. Yeah, which like I don't feel like my reasons are something that I'm going to disclose because that would, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just in case. I don't want to do that. But um, yeah, so in as is known, I'm not really a big talker and I don't really like, well, I don't really like talking in general. I'd, I like you to go on about things and then me have like little inputs here and there. But I'm going to, um, well... I'm going to start and in true like burger fashion I've actually had to write out notes because I'm not very good at articulating myself. Yeah I did wonder because normally I start this uh, so while you're getting your notes up um, I suppose I mean have you got them? I've got them but no you carry on. Well I know I just I know that you struggle to get <laughs> stuff started I just normally talk. Um, I guess the Asperger cons as a topic like as much as like it's it's interesting we've never done it uh, i have always thought about doing it as a topic but i uh i was never sure because it does kind of like talk about it badly what i will say though oh actually yeah while you're uh getting yeah. up there is something that has happened so because it's half term well half term it's the summer holidays getting a lot of mums in at the moment at like uh where i work and today i had to put on my noise cancelling headphones and listen to music because i um they were just, they were talking about, somebody was talking about how they think their child's autistic because, like, I can't remember what they were saying. They were saying something about, they basically, they just picked general stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying that they think their son's mildly autistic. And then they were talking to another mom who was just like, oh, well, I know my, I think, like, my sister's kid has got Asperger's and... Uh, she was like, oh, well, you know, then that's that's a form of autism and she's high functioning. And they, they started to have a conversation about autism and they started to talk about what they thought was the, you know, like the signs of it. And yeah. they both had completely different opinions on it. Like one was saying like, oh, they don't talk much. One was saying that you have to talk to them in this way. You can't say to them, you know, uh, please stop running around. You have to say to them, stop running around. Uh, and you have to be like direct because they talk direct so you've got to be direct and I was listening to it and usually when people talk about this kind of thing I always feel like shut up because neither of you actually know what you're talking about but I just thought I'm not I can't because like obviously I'm at work they're customers I'm at work I can't involve myself and just say stop you need to stop this conversation because I can't listen to it you, you've you, weird facts that you're saying is wrong you're both agreeing with each other mildly autistic I feel is not a thing and like um do you know what I mean someone can't be Asperger's and high functioning and it, it just I don't know the whole thing was just weird so I just put my headphones on and um just as a side note there's people on our page who said that for my ADHD uh possible diagnosis that medication is available for adults uh I didn't realize this because that's not what I was told 
But I've I've said, and I've already messaged on Facebook and said this, but I'm actually not going to go down the medication route. Uh, I've just been trying other stuff and other techniques. And weirdly, one that I've realised works for me is uh, with my noise cancelling head- headphones. I've started listening to classical music with the headphones. Uh, and you'd read up, aren't you, in the yeah. leaflet? There was a leaflet I was given when they said it's going to be that. That um, Apparently that helps if you listen to instrumental stuff with headphones, so nothing with words in it. And I found that doing that seems to really, like, focus me a bit more. Yeah. So uh, they started talking about it. I felt myself getting, like, angry uh, because I felt like they didn't know what they were talking about and I didn't like the sweeping generalizations of stuff. Uh, so I just put the noise-canceling headphones on, put some classical music on, and, yeah, I, I could see their mouths moving, but I couldn't hear anything they were saying. So uh, it was... Uh, it was a good thing. So, and that's something that's made me realise that the ADHD thing is most likely true because that seemed to work instantly. So, um, so yeah, stuff like that, like the coping techniques that I've been shown, well, read about, seem to work. So uh, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's a bit of a... I was actually just going to try and introduce the topic, but I've kind of gone um, a bit off point. So yeah, what, so the topic... Asperger cons is going to be, yeah. Well, what we want to start with, um, like you might as well. If you just if you name some of the ones that you can think of, I yeah. guess that make anything. I will. Uh, I'll well, see if any relevant. You know, like we normally do. Like yeah, we normally yeah, do, but yeah. you'll be doing the yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just go. <laughs> you are so not with it. Okay, so so the biggest con for me, I think, is the uh, the constantly. This is the thing I essentially wanted to rant about. The constantly, like, having to be a certain way and a certain expectation. And as much as people say, like, they don't expect you to be that way, I feel like they do. And it doesn't seem like it's enough for people to... So so with Asperger's, sometimes you come across as a bit rude or a bit selfish or a bit cold or whatever. But then I feel like there are loads of other, like, positive traits uh and this is more going off me not necessarily everyone else and not saying that I'm amazing but like things that I think are good things about me are I'm I'm quite honest I'm generally will just tell the truth even if it ends up like getting me in trouble or whatever I'm I'm really against injustice I, I don't like people being discriminated against I don't don't like things like that and I think technically morals wise I have really strong morals so in that sense, I'm a good person, but it seems like none of that matters if you aren't fitting into an NT society. And the, the thing that I think has been really bugging me is is that it's it's hurtful to me when, when people who know that I have ASD, which obviously isn't many people, but I think it happens to people... Uh, to loads of people, so everyone, or almost everyone that's got um, ASD or Asperger's, probably, like, there are other people that are aware of it, know about it, but they still accuse you of being selfish or rude, and etc. And I don't think that just because you've got it, it gives you the right to be a horrible person. I think people with ASD can be selfish and rude, not because they've got ASD, but because they're being selfish and rude. I don't think we've got a free pass. I think, like, for at least some of the time, we are aware when things are rude or selfish or mean. That is possible. Not all of the time, but it is possible at some point. So I don't think, like, I've got a free pass to just be a horrible person. 
and I definitely think that I can I can slightly change like alter my behaviors to fit in a bit but I do think that it's really unfair that people who especially people who are close to you can expect have this expectation of you that just isn't you um and I I hate that people try to mold us um I I'm just trying to read it but make it sound natural but I don't I don't think it's working so wait just to because it does seem like you're going on a rant here what's the con so what's the actual thing what's the what do you mean constantly having to try to be someone uh, that you're I, you're not okay. and i don't mean like having to try and hide your asd because this is a bit more specific it's having to behave in a way that pleases other people when it might be difficult for you because of your asd so i like obviously i have asd and this i mean i'm talking about autistic as well but like uh like inclusive of of all levels of the spectrum but and as it seems like as much as I, I put in effort into fitting in in an NT society, it feels very unfair that expectations would be put on me by the people who are closest to me. And, and I'm obviously not that close with many people, but the people that are closest to me. Um, and the, the, I have to behave in a way that they approve of. Um, and I know that in the past, especially, especially pre-diagnosis, I was behaving i was showing emotions to things that i probably didn't feel i was probably forcing them out especially when i was younger um when i was a child i was putting on this particular way of being where i was pretending so that i would blend in or fit in or be considered to be like a good girl or whatever um and i think it's confusing because obviously if you've seen someone try and blend in for so long and then all of a sudden they don't want to do it anymore they probably think well you you know you did used to like that or you did used to be caring but if you explain to them well no because i've i've just used to blend i just used to mask all the time and it's exhausting but they don't really care about that they would rather it seems weird to me that people would rather you be a fake version of you than actually be you and if you're meant to care about someone regardless of like unconditional love or whatever then why would you put this pressure on them um to be something that they're not and um i like i i get it that they would love for me to be happy about something or or pretend that i care but sometimes i don't i can't help that i can't help the way i am like i don't have the emotional span that a lot of people have i suppose i'm not that sort of person i'm not particularly caring or loving or whatever and i am very solitary as well and i feel like the pressure is now put on me to either be myself and be reprimanded for my unfeeling or to be a fake person which is considered the better option even though that would put more pressure on me give me more anxiety and make me more upset and does that make sense i feel like i've just ranted but i feel like there's this pressure on me to pretend to care like there's so much like you should care about this and i can't help it if i don't but yeah i either get punished and told off and called horrible things for being truthful in saying that i don't care or i or i have to pretend well uh i mean i suppose as much as Everyone, I suppose, in the world 
NT world anyway, um, believe that everything's not black and white and there's a grey to everything. It is weird in this situation, I know what you mean, that you've either got to be completely, like, show autistic behaviour all the time when you're out in public and be what they believe to be autistic. Because if you start doing things that are considered NT behaviours, then you're seen as NT and that means you're NT, not autistic. And they don't understand that there's an overlap between the two. And in certain situations, you're more one than the other. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just how it works. But for a lot of people, they have their own version of what autism is. And then you stick to that. And then if you're not doing the things that they think autism is, they don't think that you are that autistic. I hear it all the time where, you know, you're autistic might not be that bad then. Or like I said, like you must have a mild version of Asperger's. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that you've, told somebody that you've got autism and you've got Asperger's syndrome and they basically cobble together the bits they know about it and then apply that to you and then when you don't match what they think it is they assume that it can't be that bad and like we said in last week's episode there are things that you do when you're in a relationship with someone like when you start a relationship with someone where you pretend to be something you're not because that's just what you do to feel comfortable because it's the nerves and the anxiety of getting to know a stranger, essentially. Yeah. That when you kind of play a character instead, it's easier to interact with them because it doesn't feel like you're interacting with them. It feels like there's this part of you that you're making up that's interacting with them. So it feels less stressful because it doesn't feel like you're the one that's involved and this like alter ego is doing the hard work for you so it has no impact on you. But then obviously eventually you can't keep doing the alter ego thing because it gets very tiring and your day becomes like more stressful for like basic things and then you have to drop it because it's too much work to use it constantly so then you want to go back to who you really are and then people are just like whoa what's happened like why are you doing this now uh and it's hard to explain that yeah i faked a lot of behavior to make you comfortable when me and you met because I knew it would be difficult and I'd struggle and you'd struggle. So I put on this persona to to basically just make the interactions between me and you more fluid. But I'm tired of doing that now. I feel like we've made, we've established some sort of relationship between the two of us. So I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't want to. And it's it's too difficult to continue doing it. Um, but then they're just like, no, bring it back. I uh, I don't understand what's happening. And they feel like something's changed that you could do something and you've always been able to do something and now you're just deliberately choosing not to because you can't be bothered or you just lost interest in them or whatever but they don't realize that it's the fact that that like it's kind of like stabilizers on a bike I guess I mean they've got to be there to start off with so you can get used to you know like riding but then when they come off like it's do you know what I mean? Like you've got it's it's just difficult. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's different. Um, it's almost the same, but it's not the same. Um, and do you know what I mean? Like with no stabilizers on, you can fall off. You know, like which is essentially like when meltdowns and bad things start happening, which wouldn't have happened while you were still doing the uh, persona thing. Because like even with me with the persona thing, if I was going to have a meltdown, I made sure I didn't do it in front of anybody. I'd yeah. make sure that I was somewhere else. But then when you're comfortable with someone. 
and you're used to them and you think they know and they understand, you start having meltdowns and stuff in front of them, but they've never seen it before. So they start like looking at you differently, like you're having some sort of like mental breakdown and you try and explain to them this is just how it always is. Yeah. Uh, it's just you never saw it before. And, you know, most of the time it's a good thing if you are yourself NT and you're in a relationship with someone that is on the spectrum and they've dropped the mask and the persona altogether and are now being more autistic around you. That usually is a sign that they're more comfortable around you. But obviously, if you don't like that side to them, then it, it could become a problem, I suppose, because yeah. that side is going to be the more permanent one than the other one. And another is it links, and this is another. I mean, it is totally linked to having to mould your personality, but it's another thing that I have an issue with. And it's a little bit ranty, but this one isn't as long. I don't have as big an issue with this. But as someone like myself who doesn't enjoy, or not even enjoy, I don't really feel the need to talk about my problems. And here I am, moaning to a podcast. But uh, like real things that are going on with me, like big things, I don't really feel the need to to talk about them that's not something that necessarily helps me because I'm not a big talker I'm a big thinker <laughs> oh dear that sounded awful but I would rather think something over in my head and deal with it internally than talk it over with someone and come up with a solution but I found that a lot of times in my life more so when I was younger but it's another it's another thing with me that I would say something's bothering me and then some there there would be obvious people would be like let's talk about it and if i said no then it's like no you need to talk about it you'll feel better once you talk about it not necessarily and and then people go fine then don't tell me or they start being like that just because you're not the sort of person that doesn't want to talk about your problems and i think there are people out there that like to talk of course and if that works for you i think that's brilliant you should do it but i just don't think you should force other people into talking about what's wrong because if they're like me that's just gonna make things worse that's just gonna because if we do eventually talk about it then it's given us probably like it gives me a lot of anxiety building up to actually getting it out that I actually don't feel any better because the release of talking about it is completely counteracted by the fact that it's had to be like pried out of me and it's given me all this stress of having to talk about something that I don't want to or I don't talk about it and then I get a fine if you don't want help and it's kind of like well I do I want my own help but Usually, if I am going to talk about something, like I'm going to rant about it or have a go about it, it's because I've already thought it over in my head and I've already worked out my own solution to it. And now I'm just talking about it because I've already got my own solution. But I'm not going to tell this person that I've got my own solution because then they might go, no, you shouldn't do that because of this. And by this point, I've already thought about it enough that... And that is pretty much the only time that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk is once I already know like I've already processed it but I don't really I I like I'm more of an independent sort of thinker and I do try and sort my problems out like in my head um as much as possible but I definitely found a lot of the time when I was younger this this need to share what's wrong and I like I said I understand for a lot of people that is the case but that's just not me I'm very solitary in that regard, I suppose. 
Is that an autism thing, though, or is that a you thing, do you think? I don't know. I think it could be... I know it's not for everyone on the spectrum, but I think there are people out there that, that do have that. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I... I have uh, me and problems. Like, I will just tell somebody or not tell somebody. I, I feel like I don't feel anything towards either. So if I tell somebody what's wrong... I don't feel better for then having shared it. Um, I feel weird sometimes because people will tell me solutions and in my head, I think, cool, that is actually the solution that'll work. And then after they've gone away, I start going back to the rumination cycle I was in before I talked to them. So, um, I mean, that for me probably is an autistic thing because I, obviously with obsessive thoughts, I have situations where I'll have a problem I can't think of the solution myself. I'm kind of like winding myself up about it. I'll tell someone my problem. They'll tell me the solution, which makes sense to me. Uh, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's not much of a problem. But then they go away and then I think, yeah, I won't think about it. But then I start remembering how I was before then. And then the routine and the cycle of thoughts that was already there just starts taking over again. And I go through like five, ten minutes of worry about the same thing and then at the end of it I think oh wait no solution they had a solution I remember it now it's that that'll work and then I feel better for a bit and then I start thinking about the beginning cycle of it and I kind of just do that for a bit until eventually it it disappears so for me with a lot of my problems and worries uh telling someone or not telling someone doesn't really make much difference to me with my stuff it kind of just runs its course eventually it will disappear from my head in general Usually because there's something that's new that's replaced it. But sometimes I've thought about something so much that I just stop caring about it. Yeah. Uh, regardless of uh, how big of an issue it is. Could be a really small problem that doesn't really matter. But if I think about it loads of goes away, it could be a really big problem. And the more I think about it, it eventually will go away still. There's like, it's it's different for me. Like I say, there's times where... It'll wake me up in my sleep. There's times where it'll stop me from focusing on things uh, and it makes me like odd to talk to. Um, but usually every time it just works its way out. But I don't feel the need to talk to people about it. But I think the difference between me and you is my masking's a lot more advanced than yours. So when I've got a problem, no one would know in a million years that something was wrong because I'm really good at just not showing anything. So... I don't ever get the, are you okay, or what's wrong, or anything like that. The only time anyone ever notices anything's wrong with me is when I've had a go at someone, or I've kicked off about something, and then I get the, it's more of a negative thing. People talk to me in, in a more sort of like, what is your problem? Um, and then eventually I have to either just be really defensive and say, I don't know what you're talking about, and it's in your head, not mine. You're the one that's reading what I'm doing wrong. It's not me, it's you. Or sometimes I will tell them what's wrong, but then I always feel kind of bad because then it's like, ah, that's why you're lashing out because of this. And I just think like, no, I'm lashing out because most of the time with me, it's because they've noticed that I'm kind of more like angry with myself because it means that my masking's not working that well, that people are picking up on stuff. So I, uh, yeah, I have that problem instead. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I think, um, I guess... Just to, to summarise, like, the one of the main cons, or probably my main con, is having to fit my behaviour to suit other people. And then people that say that, you know, it's fine that you are autistic. 
don't really seem to mean it because if I explain that to them, they go, yeah, but you need to think about my feelings too. Yeah, but like, do you think that they don't really mean it because they do fully understand your autism and are just choosing to say to you, I don't care, like, consider me as well? Or do you think that some people, you've told them you're autistic, but they don't really understand, especially when you say you've got Asperger's over autism. If you say you've got Asperger's, that for a lot of people is even more confusing. It makes them think, well, what even is that? Like, do you think it's because they fully understand how it works for you and are choosing to... um, ignore you about it and just go whatever like I don't care you need to do this for me because that's how life works or do you think it's a lack of understanding of how it really is so they don't get that certain stuff can't be done because I found that with a lot of people it is just they don't understand and then eventually like sometimes I've had like arguments and fallouts with people because of my behavior and then when we've actually had a talk about it and I've explained it to them they've just totally gone oh um that makes sense that makes sense but then like it doesn't matter like people still have their emotions and even if one of my triggers and one of the things I do when I get frustrated and even sometimes when it's not related to the thing that I'm talking to the person about sometimes I'll just have a go at them and like sometimes I call them names and sometimes I tell them where they're going wrong and where their flaws are and where their weaknesses are and even if they know that it's a sign that something's bothering me and that's why I do it and it's you know what I mean? Like it's the equivalent of, I'm trying to think of like other autistic um, behaviours that show that something's wrong that's not like offensive, I suppose. Um, even though it's like my version of that. In their head, they're not thinking, oh wait, no, he's autistic. Um, you know, so he can't control this. This is just something he does. Do you know what I mean? They think that still hurts. Like yeah. that's still not a nice thing to hear from someone. Um, you know, especially when it comes out of the blue and you're not expecting it. Like I get that it doesn't matter. Even if after I've said it, I go, I'm autistic. It's, it happens. Like I, uh, I don't feel like that makes them go, Oh, okay. Then it doesn't matter what you said. I still feel like they're going to have a reaction to that because people still have their emotions. And then it's, it's it's the question of, do you expect people to make massive like allowances for you because you're on the spectrum and they're not? Or do you just have to accept the fact that they're not on the spectrum, therefore they're going to have emotional reactions to the stuff you do because that's just the way their emotions work and you know the way you work and you've just got to kind of keep yourself to yourself, let them have their reaction to something because that's what comes natural and you just do what you've got to do. And maybe you don't need like this weird middle ground where the pair of you like, do you know what I mean? Come to some sort of understanding. It's just one of those things. Asperger's and, well, I mean, AS and NT in general, they're so different to each other that it's it's hard to find a way that they can cohabitate all the time. There's going to come points where there's things you do that is the complete opposite to what they're used to and vice versa. So there's always going to be like, you know, rough patches. Yeah, I think the, I think the problem with me in particular is I don't ask anything of anyone else like I don't need anyone else to do things for me I don't want you know like I don't I don't need love and affection I don't need I don't know whatever it's called like emotional security I don't I don't need like people to give me attention so it then annoys me when they need something from me 
that requires that because I think like I don't ask this of you and there are loads of people out there that are like so willing to give it but in the same way that like I don't really like sharing myself with people if I'm honest and like I don't know if that does make me selfish but I'm my own person I don't I don't really like sharing my personality with people I think it's why I don't talk as much either like I don't in the same way I don't want anyone to come to my flat like you're not invited it's not happening I don't don't want anyone in my space it makes me feel sick it makes me uncomfortable but equally I don't expect anyone to let me into their home either like that's how that's how I see it so someone might want to come to mine but I don't want to go to theirs so they don't need to come to mine (laughs) and that's that's how I balance it out in my head yeah but um it's just it's just like I say it's just the it's the as much as like I would say that like our podcast like is for raising autism awareness like maybe like for some people there needs to be like an NT awareness you know or like a more understanding on how the neurotypical world works yeah um and like you said I know you think that because they've invited you to theirs you think, well, you're not coming to mine. Like, yeah. I get that, but, like, it's it's just it's just how it is. And, I mean, one of the posts on our page recently is somebody said about learnt um, phrases or learnt uh, things. So when they're talking to someone and you do small talk, there's just things that you instinctive, not instinctively, actually, for those on the spectrum, but you've taught yourself to say certain things in certain situations because you know that's what you've got to do. Yeah to have a conversation with someone it's just something you do you don't want to do it you don't really have an interest in doing it but you do it because you know you've got to do it yeah so i I feel like it's just like that there's just certain things that people on the spectrum do that we have to do because it's how we you know go about our day if you go fully autistic in your behavior for some people it's hard to follow especially when they know or they've seen you do the what they would consider normal behavior on a regular basis they find it odd that you're now doing it it looks like the thing you were doing before is the real you and the thing you're doing now is the act and they don't realize that it was it's actually the way around so yeah and this guy that said that about the learnt behaviors um the learnt phrases the learnt talking it's true like when i'm stood about People, I still find small talk weird. I still find it like uh, there's a couple of guys I work with that always say, how was your evening? Or they'll ask me what I'm doing when I get home. Or how was your weekend? You know, um, are you all right? You know, that kind of thing. And it's stuff where I present myself as someone that's quite dry, quite like surly at times with people. So I tend to just, I always do this thing where they go, so how was your evening? And I just sort of go, what? And they're like, how was your evening? And I just go, yeah. And then they just laugh because that they know that's what like I'm into. And I found like a way to do it where I don't actually have to have the small talk, but uh, I'm not being rude either and just going, uh, shut up. I don't want to talk about that. Like, why are you even asking me? Do you care? Like, you know, I don't do that because I know I don't want to do it. And having it, I find it quite, sometimes I find it quite like, I find it hard what to say. So I would say that I find it like a chore to do small talk with people but my problem is, is I don't know how to answer the question you know yeah I think um that's one of the biggest uh, maybe not biggest but <laughs> that's one of the big cons for me is also the 
I constantly feel like I don't fit in and that, like I don't belong wherever I am and I definitely feel like conversation is obviously one of the main reasons for that because whenever I'm in some sort of social situation where I have to make conversation I do feel a bit like I'm like a I don't know like in Skyrim is it Skyrim maybe Skyrim and yeah, like in Skyrim, where you, you have like these options of sentences that you could say in response to what someone's saying. And it's almost like in my head, I sift through what I know are possible responses and then I pick them. Um, and it, same as when someone says something to me and then I sort of sift through the possible reactions of how to react. Do I laugh right now? Do I look shocked right now? Am I outraged? Am I happy? And I kind of do that and... I think another big thing that really makes me feel like I don't belong, um, and not specifically this, but this is just an example, I hate, like, all reality TV and stuff that I guess is really popular amongst, like, a lot of people. And when I listen to it, I just think, like, I don't belong here. And not just reality TV, a lot of conversations that people have, I just don't feel like I am a part of like I don't I don't get it it, it, like small talk and yeah pop culture reality tv things that are going on I I... is that an autism thing Uh, the feeling like you don't belong I think oh I know that I just mean like the when people talk I mean people like I'm around quite regularly talk about things all the time that I have no following or understanding of at all but I just I, I get that other people just have different interests but like um, do you mean like when you interact with people, like you find it, it, it's like the thing with the, the social cues, loads of people, when they have conversations with people know the social cues, they know what they're supposed to do when certain things are said, they understand their behavior, they've got to do what's right, what's wrong, you know, what should be said, what shouldn't be said, like, do you mean like you struggle with them, you know, like when people are talking? Well, I struggle with that, but also I struggle with a lot of conversation and I yeah it might be a, well no I think it is Asperger's related because in the sense that as is considered a common trait and it's not to everyone but a lot of people only really like talking about things that they're interested in and it, it I would say it links into that but if I hear people talking about for example makeup what outfit they're going to wear to something wanting to go abroad to a particular destination how much tan they've got what's on like tv at the moment completely I do not care so like it does make me feel very out of place because I see a lot of people joining in and going yeah yeah I agree or that sounds nice or I like that and I just think I've got no idea yeah but like do you do you feel like completely alienated or yeah do you just think this this is not a this is not a conversation for me well, it's not alienated as I'm hurt by it, but it, as a con to Asperger's, yeah, I do very rarely feel like I belong somewhere or like I'm wanted or needed or want or need myself that conversation. I've, I very rarely feel like it just slots in and for other people it does seem to be just a natural breezing in. Well, I mean, it, it depends on it depends on who you're talking to, I suppose. Because, um, like, something I used to do when I was younger is obviously like because i'm like male and like you know english like football's one of those things that 
people always talk about and I've never really understood like I don't understand team sports in general team sports for me I I don't get therefore I don't like playing them I don't understand watching football or anything like that sports to watch sports don't make any sense to me because I logically feel like for sport you've got to be playing it so why would you watch it but people like football people follow football and one of my earlier like masking techniques was I used to pretend like I liked football um, which was always a dodgy one for me because I knew very little about like players. You do not know football. I know. And like <laughs> teams and like things like that. But I always saw that that was the way that people like most of the conversations people at school was football. You know, what team did you support? Did you watch this? Do you know what I mean? Like, and I knew that that was the way to fit in. So I used to fake interests in things that I knew very little about. And because it's me and, you know, I couldn't revise for exams. I can't read stuff. Like there's loads of reasons why I just didn't actually do the research and like working. So I used to just wing it a lot of the time. And football, if you're a football fan and listening to this, you can't wing it. Like I've tried, but you just can't do it. I picked a team like I'm originally like where I'm from. Nottingham Forest was the team I picked. Uh, I figured the school I went to was like in a completely different county. So every, and everybody I went to school with like was into premiership teams. So they're like Man United, Chelsea, that kind of thing. So I figured it's an obscure enough team in the bit I was in. Nobody knows. But the second anybody I spoke to went, oh, yeah, Nottingham Forest. Didn't they do that? The kind of thing? I just sort of go, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the, yeah, the Badger's got like a tree on it. Like I'd just be like... Um, Nothing. I don't understand. Like we were, it was the Women's World Cup a few weeks ago and I was watching that with you and there were bits that were happening in it that I just thought, how is that? I don't understand any of this. And I don't really understand the rules of football. Like even though I used to play it in school, I didn't know. And these days I don't use it as a masking technique because I know it's too dangerous and people will realise that I don't know what I'm talking about. So um, it then just becomes like, why is he pretending he's into football when he knows nothing about it? Why is he even doing that? And I don't like people to see the uh, the inner workings of my masking. So I don't do it anymore. But like I used to as a kid, people would have conversations about football and I'd pretend like I knew what they're talking about. So I'd involve myself because I thought I had to. Yeah. So I'd just go in there and be like, yeah, football. And then like so I, I remember I had some football shirts for Nottingham Forest that I think I got one of my relatives to get me. So I used to wear that like I knew what I was talking about. But football shirts for me are hideous. They all look horrible. I've never seen one that looks good. I always felt really awkward wearing it. And because like the way I dress is one of my like masking techniques as well. Um, when I wear something I'm not comfortable in, I can't mask well. I can't like be who I pretend to be when I'm outside. When I'm wearing an outfit that's not me, it's like I don't own tracksuit bottoms and I can't wear them because it's never fit in with any of like the personalities I put out there. And if you ever put me in tracksuit bottoms and send me out in public, I just want to go back inside. Like, I don't like being out like that. I don't like being seen yeah. like that. And I find it really hard to pretend to be NT just because of a pair of trousers I'm wearing. And it's the same with these conversations. Now I know that it shows, like, my inner workings of, like, being a burger. So now where I work, there's a few lads that talk about football. And I don't get involved. And when there's new people that don't know I don't know about football, they start talking about football to me and I just go, I don't follow it. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just get straight in there and just sort of go, I don't know what you mean. I have no idea. Um, and I just do that. But there are times where people have conversations about stuff. And obviously, like, I'm not big into, like, loads of money and, like, all that kind of stuff. Fast cars and all that stuff. So when people start talking about the latest 
technology to have, I'm the same that people start having the conversation and I just lose interest immediately. Um, but I just don't, I just think this conversation is not for me. There's no need to be in this. And sometimes I'm, sometimes I can be quite short with people about it. So sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, I've got the latest, I've got like an iPhone XS. And then they go, nice, isn't it? And I just like, who cares? I was like, it's just a bit of glass and metal. Like it's, it, no one's bothered. No one cares how much money you spent on that phone. Like who cares? You know, like whatever. Sometimes I'm like that. And then other times they'll say, oh, I've, like, I've got this iPhone XS. And I'll just sort of go, yeah, that's nice. You like it? <laughs> like, so, um, like for me, it all depends on like how I'm feeling at the time. But like, I get what you mean. Sometimes it's all everybody talks about. And you just think, like, of why? Why is this happening again? Why are we having this conversation again? And, like, we've talked about before that, like, a lot of people on the spectrum, you have special interests and you have things that are your things that you, you're good at talking about. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're not. Yeah. And, like, say you were talking to somebody, like, that you knew, family member, whatever, friend. Yeah. And they were talking about reality TV that they watched and you were just like, oh like this I can't talk about this and then they're talking about like a makeup range and that kind of thing you'd be all like I'm not interested I don't care you know but then like say they start talking and then all of a sudden move on to like a book that they've read yeah and it was a book that you really like yeah would you then be like this isn't for me I'm not involved or well, would no. you like the autism in you that thinks wait a minute I yeah. know about this then do you just all of a sudden you're in the conversation again yeah 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 it's just one of those things I, I don't know if it is a I think with autism, it you worry. Like, do you feel like when you're not talking to someone, you know, like when you don't do the small talk and you don't do the general chats about things like that, do you feel like they're judging you for not talking about it? I just think sometimes it stands out as a, like, you know, if there's a big group conversation and I'm obviously yeah. not talking in it, then... Yeah, and that's, 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 that's an autism thing. Yeah. 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 What would you say another con is? Well, I mean, I don't think there are, like, set cons i think it, it all depends like because obviously autism's different for everyone so uh the cons are different for everyone yeah you certainly seem to have two though like no i i have more i just they're like the, your major I ones i oh, thought this would be more like a a list oh well i i did have a lot i probably i probably ran too much at the start didn't I? um no, like it makes more sense, the detail, that kind of thing. Somebody actually commented on one of our reviews saying that they uh, they liked the mad ramblings of our podcast. So. Yeah, I mean, it has been a mad ramblings. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I, I don't know, like I've got a few, but it's hard to pinpoint them because you get so used to them after a bit. Like once you've been diagnosed a while, like for you, like I said, like you've been recently diagnosed yeah so like once you start noticing this stuff it's 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 helpful when you can label it as it's happening this is my autism but then equally it's also a case of oh this is my autism this is why i feel this way uh and then that's a bit difficult to deal with but like with me i think i went through that stage when i first got diagnosed that i started listing all these problems and this was bad and that was bad and i didn't like this aspect of asperger's but then as you go on with it you start just realising it's just part and parcel of having autism. So then your cons become like, oh, I don't like that. I don't shut up when I'm talking. Like one of the ones I would say that I do is I involve myself in conversations and I don't understand 
the boundaries of some conversations. So the guy who put the comment about um, learnt responses and you know how to talk and you know what things to say. I have gaps in my knowledge of that. So there are certain questions and certain things people talk about with me that I shouldn't talk about and I don't realise I shouldn't talk about it. So I do this thing where somebody will be talking and I'll pass on information about something that I shouldn't be talking about. I don't pass on like personal information that much and I'm not really one for letting secrets out unless I don't know it's a secret. Like with me, if you don't say to me, Nikki, this is a secret, so don't repeat it. Nothing in my head when they tell me it, even if what they're telling me is quite personal. In my head, I'm thinking, well, they're telling me and they didn't say it was a secret, so everybody must know. And I'll just go and repeat it because I don't realise I'm supposed to. So I find myself getting involved in conversations that I shouldn't get involved in or I say things in conversations that I shouldn't be saying and I talk to people in a way sometimes that I shouldn't talk to them and I would say that's one of my main ones is I don't is I would say my issue with authority is one of the things in autism that I guess that's caused me a lot of trouble is I don't like being told what to do and that's because I can only really like construct my own time and I can only decide what I'm going to do I can't have other people decide what I'm going to do for me. I find it weird. The only way I can trick myself into letting people tell me what to do is to convince myself that what I'm going to do next is ask them what I should be doing. And whatever they say, that's what I want to do. So I think that my next task is to say to someone, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I've had that problem with school parents, bosses, that kind of thing, is I don't like being told what to do. And I'm not good with like, certain um, structures of conversation. I don't know if structure is the right word here, but I'm going to explain what I mean. So when I'm talking to someone that's higher than me, teacher, parent, uh, boss, whatever, I don't talk to them in a way that says, you know, like you're supposed to talk to people in a certain way, like you're in school, you call people sir or, you know, Mr. or Mrs. whatever. And then you talk to them in a way that says, you're my teacher, I'm your student. And they're supposed to be like that level of respect. I'm not very respectful to people when I talk to them, but not in a disrespectful way. It's just I don't show anything. So I don't show disrespect or respect when I talk to people, regardless of who they are and what level they are. And I I can't do it. It doesn't make any sense to me because there's certain things that people put on when they interact with people that if I don't understand why and I don't see the reason for it, I just won't do it doesn't matter how many times someone says to me but that's just how it is and it's like if I ever met the queen yeah like there's things that you have to do when you meet the queen that I know I wouldn't do and it wouldn't matter how many different people say to me you have to do this and you have to do that I'd just be like I'm not doing that and I just wouldn't yeah I mean obviously I'm not going to meet her but like say I was going to meet her and I just refused to do all this stuff they just wouldn't let me because I wouldn't but then like that's that's one of my like things is I, I refuse to play the game, whatever that means. When people say play the game or that's life, I will not do it. Yeah. I refuse. I just can't. And it's it gets me into trouble all the time uh, because of it. It's just something I don't understand. There's certain constructs that exist within people and within interactions that because I don't understand them, I can't do them. And it doesn't matter how people say, well, that's just how it is. That for me is not an answer. No. And like you can do it. So you understand the certain things that you just have to do. And that's just the way it is. You have to do certain things. And that's that. Um, For me, I can't. I can't do it. I can't not 
do things. It's like being professional. When people say you've got to be professional, I would say that my social behaviour in any sort of situation where I've got to be professional, I'm not very professional. I'm good at what I do, but I'm not... The way I interact with people is not considered, like... Well, you don't like being told what to do. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's odd. I mean, but then didn't we read in this, like, ADHD leaflet that that could be related to that? Yeah. Well, if someone tells you what to do, you'll go out of your way to not do it. Yeah, and I'm quite... I'm quite stubborn with some stuff. So I find I find that I I find that I can only do the stuff that I understand and it has to make sense and it has to for me work. And if it doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't matter how many people just say to me that's just how it is or yeah. that's why we do this or that's how this works. I just can't. I, I, there's just things that I I don't understand the concept and therefore I can't follow it. Uh, whereas I know for a lot of people, they don't understand it, but they understand that that's what they've got to do. So they just do it. Yeah. And you ask them, why do you do it? And they say, I don't know. And then you just think like, well, then why are you doing it? But yeah. Yeah. I would say that's uh, that's one for me. And then, yeah, all my other ones are just, they're just basic stuff, you know? Like I don't like the the sensory stuff I have sometimes, you know? It's, it's the basic Asperger stuff that comes along with it. I don't like that. Because I have to mask all the time. Um, I don't like that people forget, like you said, I don't like that people forget I'm autistic, even though I want them to not think I'm autistic. It's a weird, like, uh, I don't know what that's called. It's not hypocritical, but, like, I want people to keep in their back of their mind all the time that I am. So just in case I do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, that's there to go, this is why. But I feel like once I behave normally and I I do everything the same as everybody else, Nobody can tell I'm on the spectrum. Everybody then forgets I'm on the spectrum. And then I'm basically subjected to the same scrutiny as everybody else. But then do I expect everyone to make special allowances for me because I am autistic? I don't think so. But then, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them. But then when I need them, I want them to be there. So it's it's hard to to do that. And that's one of the things that I don't... I guess one of the main things about Asperger's, I suppose, that is a con is it's it's not very visible a lot of the time and it's it's hard to tell that it's there for a lot of people unless you're somebody that has just always been really open about it and just doesn't bother with coping mechanisms and doesn't bother with uh, strategies to, you know, get themselves through the day, then it's obvious. But I don't like that it's it's not something that people think about all the time. But then when you think about it, people on the spectrum, we're not selfish, but we're quite... We only really like consider ourselves in everything. So I don't think about what other people are thinking. I don't think that people, you know, yeah, that people need to think about. I always think that they need to remember that I'm autistic and out of everybody else's behavior that is in the room I'm in right now, I'm the one that needs to be remembered because mine's more unique than everybody else's. Therefore, when I behave in a way that's not acceptable, I don't want you to treat me the same way as you would treat somebody else that did something similar to me. When I kick off and when I get angry, no, it's my autism. When, you know, the guy over there kicks off and gets angry, know that it's just because he's like, you know, well, I feel just like not a nice person. With a, with a lot of people, and this is a big a big pro, is it's either sort of like one end or the other. They are either making excuses for everything you do because of your autism or they just are the opposite and they don't understand anything. And I think that's why you and I work quite well together because we do understand it. So a lot of the time, 
sometimes I'm rude and you need to tell me that I'm being rude and tell me to stop and not specifically you, I mean in general. Like, just because I'm autistic doesn't mean that I've got a free part. I don't expect people to just go, that's fine, she can because she's autistic. No, that's not what I want. And I don't like it to be that end of the spectrum either. I don't want people to, to go, oh, like, she can't help it, she's autistic. No, if I'm doing something wrong or you don't like something I'm doing, I want to know. But then on the other end of it, also, there's people that go, she seems fine, so she can do everything. Well, no, like, there are also things that don't. And I guess it's a weird balance, and that sounds weird to say, like, there is no like middle ground there but I think that's where you and I work quite well together because say I'm being really down about like I I'm being a bit of a drama queen about something that's it's because my autism I'm having a meltdown over something that's irrelevant you'll just say to me that's irrelevant that doesn't matter like I know it's your your burgers but get over it and you will just say that to me and then I will get over it equally there'll be times where I'm doing things and you're like you can't do that like it's just gonna make you be this way um and I think I think we I do that with you sometimes sometimes you'll be like I can't I can't do that I'm a burger and I'll be like you you can and you will (laughs) so yeah I mean I'm with yours it's not so much I can't do that but sometimes you'll be like well they they can't tell me to do that because of this and I'll be like they can tell you to do that and like unfortunately well, I'm there, I think there's a I mean there's a big there's a big reason for, I mean that one for me is obvious why we're different in that respect and like for most people that are on the spectrum the reason that your Asperger's is different to somebody else you know that's on the spectrum is because of the way you grew up most of the time and the difference between me and you in that respect is you kind of knew you were different. Like, even though you didn't think Asperger's until you met me, um, I think you kind of always knew, yeah. as did I. But the difference being is once you got diagnosed, you got diagnosed because you wanted to. You wanted to know for sure. I told you, but you weren't sure. So you wanted to know. And now you know, you tell no one. And it's just like you said, it's your thing, you know, you know, you're aware now, but you don't go around telling everyone. I wanted an answer to why I'm always in trouble, why everything's so like difficult, why everything I do seems to be some sort of like weird struggle and not for everybody else. So I want an answer to that. And once I found out, it didn't take me long to start thinking now what I want is I want to go back in time till I'm four years old. (laughs) get diagnosed and then go through everything again with the diagnosis so then I'll come out at the other end in a better position than I'm in now yeah so the reason why I want allowances and I'm always like yeah but they can't make me do that because I'm autistic or if I get caught doing something that's wrong I want to then be like it's because I'm autistic and that's why I did this so you need to back off is because I feel like I've gone so long getting into trouble for autistic behavior and like having people tell me like this is wrong and that's wrong and having no reason for it other than them telling me that it was like a bad attitude or I just had a problem with this or a problem with that. Now I want it to be the answer to everything I get told off for to sort of kind of make up for all the years of the stuff that yeah. it should have been a reason why I shouldn't have been in the situation that I was in. So now I want it to be the answer to everything. And every time I do something that's considered wrong, 
I'm straight in there with the it's my autism, I can't help it. You know, whereas you, you want to keep it to yourself. So of course you're not going to say to people, it's my autism and I can't help it because you don't want people knowing that you are on the spectrum, you know, so, and you don't want to be treated differently because you don't like to be seen as someone that's different to everybody else, which is, you know, like the things you said at the start of this episode. Yeah. You don't like to stand out. Whereas I feel like with me, I'm going to anyway. So I'd rather have a reason why other than have people think that it's just me being difficult or it's me being trouble or it's just me being me, you know? Yeah. I like to now go, I'm autistic. So whatever you're thinking, take it out of your head and like stop because it's not that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think that's the difference for me is I'm trying to make up for all the times where I wanted to say it's because I'm on the spectrum and that's why this is happening and couldn't. So now I'm trying to like make up time by like just slamming it in everywhere. Yeah, which which I get. But I think that's where we it, it's beneficial to us because because we understand our own autism, but also understand each other's. I think that's where it can be quite helpful because if you're, um, you know, being hard on yourself about something or you're not able to do something and you're getting frustrated with yourself, I can say to you, like, I can see that this is because of your autism. And like, I, I can give you that, like, allowance or like try and make you feel better equally when I think you are kind of maybe like peddling for an excuse I'll tell you but I think you do the same with me and I think that's helpful whereas I think it's it's difficult with other people um NT autistic whatever to sometimes differentiate between being one end of the I suppose one end of the spectrum of being too overcompensating for it and everything you do you do because you're autistic versus the other end of it where they basically not don't believe you but just don't want to acknowledge it and I think it is about sort of the the midway and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with I know with a lot of NT people as well um when you start telling people you can't do something or you're not able to they want to be like positive and they want to say to you don't say that you can do anything if you put your mind to it or you know, I mean, you can achieve this. You just, it's fine. Like they, they want to use like positive reinforcement to say to you, no, don't be like that. Like you can totally do this. Yeah. Because uh, that's obviously how the majority of people, that's how they talk to people. When you say, I can't do it or I don't, I can't do that or it's too difficult. The thing to do is to be the positive side and just say, of course you can. Like that kind of thing. And so I think some people are just doing that and that isn't a bad thing. That's just them saying, I know you think you can't. But yeah. But believe me, you can. You just need to try it. And obviously, if they don't understand how Asperger's works, it's hard because when I say to people, I can't do that, they think I'm being negative and they think that I've given up. But really what I'm saying is, I can't do that, but I don't care that I can't do that. I'm just letting you know I can't do that. So you don't try and get me to do it again. Um, And then, you know, I can do something else. But yeah, uh, for a lot of people, when you say it, they, they see the negativity and they think that you've given up and that you have like low self-esteem or something or that you just have like no belief in anything you're capable of doing. So yeah. some people aren't saying it like, oh, don't be like that. Like oh, your autism is not that bad. Just get on with it. They're saying it like, no, like positive thinking. Um, and yeah, there's just like I say, this it's the weird thing between 
AS and NT is that there's a lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding on both sides. Yeah. Um, we both side, you know, we both think things that the other one doesn't think, but we think that's what they think, and so situations arise where it's just a complete like cross wires happening. Um, I think. Um, I think what sorry, just with what you've just said as well about like when someone on the spectrum says they can't do that. A lot of instances, what they mean is physically they can do that, but if they do that, it's going to cause them a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. It's probably going to lead to a meltdown. It might take them a couple of days to recover from doing that. So it's not like I'm physically incapable of, I don't know, walking into this room full of people. We are physically capable, but the reason we're saying we can't do it is to avoid that level of stress whereas i guess for a lot of people they're like yeah you can do it and once you've done it you'll feel great because you've conquered it yeah yeah well it's just the articulate thing isn't it like a lot of people have said that there's a lot of podcasts out there about autism and there's books out there from that are about autism but they're written by like experts and they're written by like people who have studied it and it's really not that accessible if you want like a better understanding on autism because the way it's worded and the way it's written is like really clinical and like that kind of thing. But if that's your only reference into how autism works, it's hard to then interact with someone on the spectrum if all you've got is this like textbook that you've read or what your GP's told you about your child or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's hard to come across. And like a lot of us, as like, like you said, you wouldn't go into detail on how your Asperger works with people. You do it on the podcast, but that's because essentially you're just talking to me yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm holding a recording device. Um, but you're not really, even though people listen to this, you don't feel like you're talking to them while you're doing this. So I think that's, that's the thing is there's not enough people out there on the spectrum who are explaining how things work for them enough for everyone to get a real grasp on it. All you've got is the the technical aspect of it you've got the textbooks you've got the professionals writings of it who talk about it in general senses or like case studies or like that kind of thing uh and i think like things like our podcast and other podcasts that are out there and like youtube videos on it and that kind of thing that are from people that directly have it are a better reference to understand how it works and i think that makes it easier when you're then interacting and there isn't like the miscommunication and the crosswires and that kind of thing but the NT stuff, there aren't NT videos. I wouldn't say I'd be able to find like a neurotypical podcast of neurotypical people just talking about being neurotypical. Same with no. like YouTube and that kind of thing because it's the it's considered the the standard. It's what most people are and it's how pretty much everything works. So if you're on the spectrum, you literally can only learn how neurotypical people work and how they do things by watching with watching them, interacting with them. And just basically trying to study them and, you know, getting it that way. And that's our problem is, I don't know if there's enough out there on personal how Asperger's works for neurotypical people to get it. And obviously, if you don't know anybody on the spectrum, you don't look at that stuff because you don't need to. Yeah. Um, and then there's not enough on us on like getting a real understanding on how the neurotypical mind works because everybody that's neurotypical is different from each other. It's not a set thing. It all depends on the person you're talking to. So there's always going to be these problems. There's always going to be these like issues and, you know, like the things that you listed as cons at the start of this episode, they sound like they're down to a lot of it, miscommunication and misunderstanding. Yeah, I suppose. Um, when really it's just because it's hard to get them to, to link up. They overlap in places, but you're never really going to have a fully understanding of each other. But it's not like 
I understand your autism perfectly either. And it's not like neurotypical people understand each other perfectly because they're the same either. It's, no. It's just the way it is. It's just the, the gap between the autistic and the neurotypical like relationships is, is bigger than if you, if you match. You know, like me and you get along well because we're both on the spectrum. We both have common ground. We both understand. And, you know, same for everybody else. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's always going to be a struggle. Uh, as much as, like, you can understand each other, I do feel like there's obviously a reason why some people are deemed neurotypical and some people are deemed autistic. And I think, like, there is a divide and it's always going to be difficult. I'm never going to understand what it's like to feel the emotional... I guess, span that neurotypical people have. Range? Uh, range. I know, like, <laughs> I know that some people on the spectrum are said to be, like, hyper-emotional and have lots of emotions, but just me personally, like, I, 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 I do, but I don't... Not about the same things, I suppose. Yeah, you and, get them about stuff that uh, is not considered, like, <laughs> rational. No, exactly. Like, uh, and... Yeah, that's just the way I am. So I'm never going to understand the the level of the things that people, neurotypical people generally get, like, this upset or worked up or happy or whatever about. That's never going to be a thing I can understand. Equally, they're, like, I'm sure it would be really hard if it was the other way around to try and understand the way I am. Because there are some things that people will tell me in tears that, like, they're ready for me to break down and I'll just don't care like it might be sad news it might be happy news and I just think I don't care but then equally I could go to someone else thinking like this is the worst news ever or the best news ever and they think that that's your best news ever do you know like how excited I get for dinner on a Saturday night that is to me the same as like an NT person's just won the lottery yeah yeah I don't know. That was just my... I I guess it wasn't like a list of cons. It was more just a big blob. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to call this episode yet. I will decide. I've still got plenty of days to figure out what I'm going to name this. True, all the days. I don't think I'm going to call it... I don't know what I'm going to call it. Maybe we'll do like an actual one on cons, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are ones we could do. uh, More like generalising, not just us, but other ones we're aware of and why. Kind of like how we did the pros or when we've done like the sensory episode or things like that. Like just a more of a broad thing. I think this is more of a... Specific rant. I'm so sorry that I came into this ranty, everybody. It was a bit ranty, but it's happened now. (laughs) it's done done. i'll never rant again yeah yeah (laughs) it's not a common occurrence for me it's just recently stuff's really built up in my brain yeah like i said it it might be like the the diagnosis you know it might be that you're able to clearly highlight autistic moments in your day (laughs) uh, and then that can be an issue uh, in itself once you just go, oh, that was really burger of me. Or like, I'm having like such a, a thing. Whereas in the past, you'd just be like, I feel weird. Why do I feel weird? Uh, and that's the like, I guess the ignorance and like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I want to say ambivalence, but I'm not sure um, of it. What does ambivalent mean? Like you don't really care about it. Not that then. Oh. <laughs> I want to say um, ambiguous. 
Ambiguity. Oh, yeah. That's the word I meant. I know it began with an A. Mm -hmm. Like of it that you know something's up, but you can't figure out why. And that's the thing when like you feel different to everybody else and you don't know you're autistic is every time something happens that is an autistic trait, it's weird. You know that what you've just done or what you're experiencing is not normal and your autistic stuff, you, you can sense it. Um, you know that, that the thing you've just experienced or felt is not normal and is not what everybody else is going you, through. <laughs> you know what I've just felt that's not normal and not oh. what everyone else is going through? You use the term highlights and every time someone uses the term highlights, I imagine highlighters, which are like my least favourite yeah. thing ever because I hate the noise they make against the paper. Yeah, I mean, when I said highlights, I pictured words that were fluorescent yeah. yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I hate the colours. Like As soon as something's highlighted, I'm going to go out of my way to avoid looking at that word. Uh, no, I just, I just when I mean, that's that's I think that's definitely if you um if you look up a lot of the questionnaires for autism that actually comes up where people say words and when you're autistic you the visualization of them is different oh like, I could just visualize like a word being covered in that horrible fluorescent pen and how bright but, it is and the noise it makes against the paper and the liquid being all wet and dry but yeah I, uh, it's like when people say certain words I see the word when people are talking yeah, so when I, people are talking I see all the words they're saying in my head at the same time I do a lot and you know like how some words have multiple meanings that that sometimes throws me like if I if the wrong picture jumps into my head the whole sentence is thrown off right Right. Don't start this. I'm sorry. We're like an hour and 12. What now. a tangent. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally forgot what I was saying. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Sorry, have I thrown you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm already a bit, like, all over the place. And, yeah, you keep... Uh, you are all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, I will post this up in the usual places. So, however you're listening to this now, this... Well, actually, no, if you're listening to this now, then I don't need to tell you that this is available in whatever app you're listening it to because you had to open that app to listen to this, to hear me saying it. But you know where to find us. There are some people in our group. I say some people. One person in our group didn't realise that we were a podcast, which was interesting. Did you see that? No. So somebody didn't realise that the group was... They just saw Asperger's. They'd obviously looked up on Facebook, joined it, and didn't realise that it was a podcast. So they're now, like, listening to the episode. <laughs> Because they didn't know we... Welcome to the group. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a group on Facebook, obviously. That's what we're talking about. Uh, just let yourself in. Just send me a invite that you want to come in, and I'll let you in. If I deny you, it's because I think you're a bot. So it means you might have to message me saying, I am not a bot, and I will let you back in again. Yeah, that's literally all you have to say, because the bots don't do that. Yeah, so just if I have denied you and you think, well, what's happened there? It's because you not that you're like profile's dodgy <laughs> i'm just a bit suspicious of it because especially if you've set up a new which people do all the time they set up new facebook profiles because their old one got hacked or they got a lot of abuse or whatever and so they've they're making a new one for that reason but i see like june 2019 and just think bot and then like deny yeah just send like and if you are one of those people maybe do a preemptive one of just I'm not a bot. You don't even, you don't need to start conversation. Don't worry. If you don't want to, we won't reply. We'll yeah. just accept you and let you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got the group, them Asperger's. We are on Instagram, but I don't use it because I keep forgetting that we've got an Instagram. Uh, my mom keeps reminding me to put our videos on there because we're doing videos for each episode. So there should be a video for this one. We've got an email address, which is themaspergers at gmail.com. If you want to message us on there because you're not into social media, feel free with topic requests, questions, whatever you like. I don't mind. 
Uh, and yeah, that's it. Thank you again for everyone that has listened. Uh, Feel free to share the podcast if you think it will be helpful to anyone you know. Yes, get us out there. We want to get our listener base up there. So if you can help us with that, that would be awesome. Same with if you want to leave us a review, go for it. Thank you so much. Bye.